Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. By now, you've probably seen the video of the. Do you call it an attack? Do you call it a riot? Do you call it a melee? Just mayhem? Hundreds on hundreds, if not thousands of thousands of teenagers in Chicago just running crazy, jumping on top of cars, breaking things. Just another day. Just another day, just one of those things that happens. You know, just kids being kids. Destroying property, making everybody in Chicago remember, oh, that's right, this place sucks. And it shouldn't. Chicago should be fantastic. Now, I've argued, living in Indianapolis, as I do, that Indianapolis should take advantage of the failures that Chicago brings forth, and they should position themselves as the capital of the Midwest. I have been saying this for a few years now. I don't know why the city of Indianapolis doesn't do it. Maybe it's because they have their own murder problem. Maybe it's because possibly, quite possibly, when it comes to the leadership, they they share the same levels of ideology. Maybe it's bigger. Maybe it's just not the incompetence of Democrats in Chicago or Democrats in Indianapolis. And I want to state for the record, it's incompetence. Because if it's not incompetence, it is an unwillingness. And I cannot abide by an unwillingness. Your plan doesn't work, and your plan doesn't work, and your plan doesn't work. And it continues not to work. And every day it doesn't work, and every week it doesn't work, and every month it doesn't work. And every year it doesn't work, and people die, and businesses get destroyed, and the city looks worse. And you don't ever once say to yourself, late at night, when no one's looking, when no one's around, when no one can hear you as you sit alone in the dark in the back of the closet, you know what? Maybe my idea doesn't work. I'm sorry. I don't don't know what to do with that. I don't know how that's possible. But of course, the answer is quite simple. When one is an ideologue, what value is results? The ideology is what matters most. For those of us who are entrepreneurial minded, it is very, very hard to to, uh, not lose our heads over these things, (laughs) to not lose our minds over these things. Because to do the same thing again and again and again and fail again and again and again well, that's, that's beyond our understanding. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. We must change the thing. It must be changed up. And so this is what we venture forth with. This is what we pursue. We change. We realize we're making a mistake, and we say, where's this mistake being made? And to the best of our ability, we try and make it better. That doesn't happen with leadership in my beloved Indianapolis. That doesn't happen with leadership in Chicago. Because the leadership in Chicago 
went from awful when we discuss Lori Lightfoot to obscene when we talk uh, about Brandon Johnson and how he sees this this uh, rioting and his response is hey um let's 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 not be too hard on these on these teenagers you know we don't want to demonize them did i say hello did i introduce myself tony katz tony katz today 833 got tony that's the number 833-468-8669 that's how you get to be a part of the show there are teens everywhere by the thousands destroying property and here's brandon johnson the mayor elect saying in no way do i condone the destructive activity we saw on the loop and lakefront this weekend it is unacceptable and has no place in our city however it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. Opportunities for what? To destroy cars where they live? Why would I destroy a car where I live when I can destroy a car where you live? All right, maybe I'll destroy a car where I live. It's not like anything bad's going to happen to me. It's not as if Something bad's going to happen. That's if, if, if I'm going to be punished. Don't be ridiculous. There's no punishment. There's no punishment in New York. There's no punishment in Chicago. There's no punishment in Indianapolis. Prosecutors don't prosecute. You don't think people don't realize that prosecutors don't prosecute? And if they don't prosecute, what the bloody heck is the point of it all? Might as well go have some fun. If there are no consequences, there are no consequences. This couples with a story of a convenience store. I don't know if you heard about this story. This convenience store got absolutely positively ransacked And as was reported by the ABC affiliate in the Los Angeles area. A mob of looters ransack a Compton gas station, and it was all caught on camera. Video into our newsroom shows hundreds of people crowding in Arco near Central and Alondra. After smashing the door, dozens of looters flooded into the store, grabbing anything they could. L.A. Sheriff's deputies tell us there were thousands of dollars worth of merchandise stolen and a thousand more in damages. This as deputies deal with numerous street takeovers throughout the city. Deputies say they couldn't intervene because of safety concerns as they were very outnumbered. Only. The kids inside are smiling, cheering. There are cameras everywhere. And one of the kids, the kids, one of the guys is grabbing boxes of condoms like he's ever going to get a chance to use them. You see this kid and you're like, nah, nah, you are not having sex with that guy. That, yeah, you can do better. 
Oh my, I don't know who the you is. It doesn't even, you can do better. You see this guy grabbing condoms and immediately you should turn to your daughters and say, no. I'm just, I'm just trying to help people be better. But oh yeah, let's, let's go uh, take over the gas station. How many more of these are we going to see? Our societal issues have not gone away. It's gotten worse. And we are, at all times, afraid to discuss what it is that has created these issues. I have been discussing, we've been sharing, that something has been extricated from society and needs to be returned Or something has been introduced to society that needs to be extricated. Somehow, there is something missing or something that has been uh, implanted that simply has to stop. It has to stop. And maybe uh, parts of what has to happen is an honesty about what we do and what we say. The honesty has to go both ways. And uh, allow me to be clear, none of it comes from DEI. I will state again, as sure as I'm sitting here, if you're a believer in DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, you're a bigot. And you don't even know it. See, See what I did? I used your language against you, and I said it with such clarity and focus that uh, it doesn't matter what you say, because anything you say just proves your fragility. You can't handle the truth. See what I did, guys? See what, isn't that awesome? Utilize their language. Don't pay any attention to them when they say, oh, 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 or anything like that. Be like, oh, how dare you? Oh, look at you. You think you're so, oh, yeah, you're a bigot. You believe in DEI, you're a bigot. Here, let me uh, let me share a video with you that was posted on TikTok, a woman speaking at a Young America's Foundation uh, event. There is discrimination happening in America right now, legal systemic racism discrimination, but it's not necessarily happening against brown folk. It's happening against Asians and whites on the books. That's why I fought against Prop 16, because for one, those of us with brown skin, we don't need standards lowered. We can meet the standards, so please don't do that to us, okay? And secondly, it creates resentment. When I went and got my four-year degree, and I and then I went and got my master's, we, we sat around a room, and this was at UC Santa Cruz, which is like a total liberal, horrible college, and we sat around the room and we shared our GPAs. Mine was the lowest, and there was a white guy that said, oh, you got in here because you're a black woman. And I was like, why, why would you say that, blah, 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 blah. And now I look back and I'm like, you know what? Maybe it was because of the color of my skin because they do they do that now. I, I actually got a $40,000 scholarship because I'm black. That's not happening for white kids. It's not like you can apply and get a white kid $40,000 scholarship. They would not let that happen. So there is systemic racism in this country, just not the crazy woke liberal college professor systemic racism that's being taught. That is a very, very heavy conversation. And that woman, whom I do not know, is going to get called a token. She's going to get called the face of, uh, uh, you know, the black face of white supremacy. Uh, I assume she'll be called an Aunt Tom, a takeoff of Uncle Tom, all the things. In the same breath, I share with you a piece that was over there at Fox News. Um saying that the term African-American is not correct 
And uh, Black History Month is an insult. You're going to relegate my history to a month? Also, African and American is an insult. I don't subscribe to that title. Now, if you've been with this show for more than a second, you know that I don't use that either. I use black. Because that's correct. African American is supposing something. I have no idea if you're American, and I have no idea if you descend from Africa. Black, that's a lot easier to understand. A lot more factual based on the presentation. Everything else is is to suppose. It's nonsense. It's wordplay hooey. As for the idea of uh, black history being regulated, relegated to a month, well, I, I don't think that's actually true. But how about this idea that there is a black history? Well, there is a history of things that have happened involving people who are black. Are those things taught? If we're going to agree with this woman, and that is, by the way, true, do you know how many people talk to me about sending their kids to college and know that their kid is screwed because their kid doesn't belong to this group or that group or the other group? Oh, they're just a white kid? Yeah, best of luck. Best of luck finding a scholarship. Best of luck finding... It gets said all the time. And it is said with a lot of ugly feelings to it. Because we should not be saying certain groups of people don't get. That's why the reparations conversation is so criminally insane. Because these kids that we're talking about didn't do anything wrong. And yet you want to say to them, yeah, but you have to suffer. There's a whole conversation about medical reparations going on right now. Where, yes, we have people who are on the kidney transplant list. But we don't do it based on who needs the kidney first. We do it based on color of skin on who needs the kidney first. Swear to you that's happening. Medicine going down the tubes. But what I was saying, if we're going to listen to this woman talk about systemic racism, and yes, the racism against uh, uh, people who are like her, uh, who have been through things like affirmative action, told, no, 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 you belong, no, no, you're good. And when you didn't have those grades, didn't have that skill set, in at least some cases, hers being one of them, And then you have Morgan Freeman saying, my history is not just a month. Both things are accurate. We don't need DEI because we can be normal. It is wrong, and I'll use myself as the example. It is wrong that I did not know about the Tulsa race massacre until three years ago. How is it possible that I who studies the way I study, never heard of it. How is it that I had not heard of Black Wall Street? That's insane! That is surreal! That's a problem. I am discussing a part of American history here. Something that should be taught. You don't need fancy monikers just to, ta- just to teach history. So if that is what Morgan, Refi- Morgan Freeman refers to as black history, okay, I would refer to it as a part of American history. 
But the not teaching of that is not what leads to a thousand plus kids destroying Chicago. It's not them not being taught Tulsa race massacre. It's them being taught something that makes them believe that destroying the property is acceptable because nothing's going to happen to them. What is it that's being taught? Tony, you're saying that all the kids who were there in Chicago were black? No, not all. I'm saying something is being taught that is destroying the mind and the soul or something isn't being taught that is destroying the mind and the soul. And the honest conversation comes from this woman you just heard and Morgan Freeman, from me and from you. We get nowhere if we're not honest. Somewhere those thousand kids were taught this was okay and nothing bad will happen. Exactly what society thrives that way. I'm Tony Katz. But since the president continues to hide, House Republicans will take action. Okay, so here's our plan. In the coming weeks, the House will vote on a bill to lift the debt ceiling into the next year. Save taxpayers trillions of dollars, make us less dependent upon China, curve our high inflation, all without touching Social Security and Medicare. Simply put, it puts it on a fiscal responsible path in three ways. It limits, it saves, and it grows. That's Kevin McCarthy. He was actually speaking there at the exchange. And said the words, we're going to lift the debt ceiling. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Into next year. Well, how how little are we doing here? What's the, what's the plan? Seriously, I don't know what the plan is. What is the, it's, it's a short-term lift? I don't know. I, it, it's 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 not it's not surprising that um, uh, that how's, how do I best want to say this? It's not surprising that they're going to lift the debt limit. Of course, of course they will. It would only be surprising if it's not in conjunction with something. I thought the 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 plan was to get something out of Biden for raising the debt limit. Now we're just raising the debt limit. I find that I find that to be peculiar. Speaking of that debt, and the problem is getting worse not better. We are now 31 trillion dollars in debt. That's more the entire economy of America, 20% more. Think for a moment. That is unsustainable. Correct. It is. We've only been saying so for decades. I don't expect it to change anytime soon. Meanwhile, it's Katie, uh, Katie Porter, the representative versus Piers Morgan. She lost. And DeSantis versus Trump and that gun ad. Check this out. It's coming up next. 
couldn't choose just one. Sometimes you just do one topic and you're, and you're solid. It was a tremendous weekend. It was a tremendous weekend because there are the, the, these fights, some that people set up for themselves and failed greatly at. Some of them are just media kind of fights. You know, they're, they're not real, right? The DeSantis-Trump fight is real only that they're both running for president, even though DeSantis hasn't uh, in any way declared yet. So I don't know why you would fight, but when DeSantis puts out messaging like he did, did you not see this ad? From Ron DeSantis, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find everything, TonyKatz.locals.com. Oh, my. This is an ad on guns. And, and just in the wake of the NRA show, which took place in my beloved Indianapolis, and it went, went off without a hitch, and, and hopefully uh, Indy made a crap ton of money. That's, that's certainly my hope. Anytime a convention comes to town, I just hope the money ends up here. Have a good time. Spend your money. Go home. That's all I can ask. It's simple. It's, it's like when you come to visit. Uh, come to visit. Spend your money, go home. That's that's all there is. Did you see this ad? Whoo! Trump promised NRA members he'd have their back. But when Second Amendment rights came under attack, Trump abandoned us and stood with liberal Democrats. Side. You guys, half of you are so afraid of the NRA. We have to fight them every once in a while. That's okay. Some of you people are petrified of the NRA. You can't be petrified. They have great power over you people. They have less power over me. I don't need it. I don't, what do I need? That is why I have called for red flag laws. Or I take the firearms first and then go to court. I like taking the guns early. Take the guns first, go through due process. He and I introduced another assault weapons bill. Diane, you have some very good ideas. Diane, if you could add what you have also, and I think you can, into the bill. Yeah, so Joe, are you ready? Can you do that? Joe, can you do that, Pat? Can you add? If you help. Well, no, I'll help, but can you add what Amy and what Diane have? Can we add them in? We're talking about uh, rules and regulations for purchasing. We're talking about changing an age from 18 to 21. I mean, I say that it should all be a 21. We do strong background checks. We're getting rid of the bump stocks. Trump cut and run like a coward. Trump the gun grabber doesn't deserve a second chance. Holy cow. That is, that is just, well, literally gunning for the guy. So no one should think that DeSantis isn't in this, right? I don't care if it comes from a pack or whatever it is. DeSantis is, of course, fully and wholly uh, in, in this race. But the, the other part of this story is this, this poll that came out. Look at how DeSantis is beating Biden, but Biden's beating Trump. My gosh. Yeah, yeah. DeSantis leads. Trump doesn't lead. It's April. DeSantis is not declared. And the poll that was put out had 500 registered voters, not likely voters, and a margin of error of 4.4%. Anyone out there touting that poll is out of their mind. They're nuts. Look, is it Trump versus DeSantis? Of course it is. Is it DeSantis versus Trump? I don't care how you want to put it, but you got to take a look at reality. That gun uh, ad is hard-hitting. That is a punch to the face. The polling? Polling's embarrassing nonsense. It's ridiculous. And that, while that polling may move somebody off of Biden to DeSantis, 
the ad, or I should say, the ad may move somebody off of Biden to DeSantis. Uh, the the ad does not move anybody off of Trump to DeSantis. Zero. The Trump supporter set, guys. The Trump supporter is set. They are not changing. The question is, can they be set enough without any cracking, without any fracturing, to get him through a primary? That's the question. That's the whole question. Nothing else, nothing else even begins to come close. Can they do this? Can the Trump supporter get this done through the primary? Um, yeah. Yeah, they can. You better bet they can. Of course they can. Why would I make an assumption? Why would you why would anybody else make an assumption that a Trump supporter is going to or is going to somehow um crack? Why would you think that they're going to get peeled off? Something would have to happen and it's something monumental. Because if it hasn't happened yet with all the things that have happened to Trump regarding Trump surrounding Trump, Trump's personality, etc., it's not going to happen. So so why why wait for it? That is a real, real fight. And then, then there is the Katie Porter versus Piers Morgan fight. This was a good one. And this happened over there in real time with Bill Maher. And this was about Riley Gaines, the swimmer, an actual woman who swam against Leah Thomas, a man, not an actual woman. And she has been on tour, if you will. I actually had the chance to interview her uh, a little more than a month ago and talking about this experience of having to swim against uh, somebody who it's unfair to swim against, the whole locker room conversation, Riley Gaines is standing up. This idea that we allow men to claim that they're women and allow them to compete in these sports is, is, is radical, is dangerous, and, and most importantly, it is hateful, right? It's hateful, of women, it is fully, completely, and totally uh, misogynist. It is a misogynist viewpoint. You're saying that women should take the back seat. You're saying that women should lay down and take it. When you see Megan Rapino and Sue Bird, basketball player Megan Rapino, U.S. Women's Soccer, and and they're 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 signing this letter. We we disagree with Congress. We believe that trans athletes should compete. From feminist to misogynist in less than a generation. Kids, that's damn special. That is damn dang special right there. I mean, that's something else. Because that's exactly what's happened. They went from uh, this claim that women need to be treated equally and women deserve equal pay and women deserve this, women deserve that, to all of a sudden saying women don't even deserve to play on the same field. That's from feminist to misogynist in less than a generation. But there was was Representative Katie uh, uh, Porter who has had the worst week, you know, she's running for Senate. She wants Diane Feinstein's seat. Diane Feinstein is not running for re-election, even though they're trying to get her uh, to to resign um, because, well, uh, I guess she's lived out her usefulness. 
oh, it could be because that she clearly is deteriorating. Her cognitive ability is gone. It has been so for well over a year, maybe the two years, possibly three. And at that time, Democrats didn't care at all. Now, all of a sudden, they care. It's like one day they'll care about John Fetterman. Uh, That day is just not today when he's clearly hurting. Don't ask me why they're gross. I don't, I'm not that. There's a reason you and I are not them. Because we would never do this to another human being. This is sick and twisted and all altogether diseased. What it is that we're seeing. But Katie Porter has had a horrible week. She went on Stephen Colbert's show. And she's like, you have no idea how hard it is to show up every day and have Marjorie Taylor Greene as a colleague. We should be more honest with the American people about Congress is a mess. And that's because democracy is kind of supposed to be messy. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But what's not okay is lying to the American people about it and pretending that it's all easy and it's all cut and dried. Because the truth is, it's hard. It is hard to go to work every day with Marjorie Taylor Greene as a colleague. What's wrong with you? That, that's, that's your goal? You're going to hawk your book, talk about running for Senate, and attack Marjorie Taylor Greene, and this is considered what? Endearing? You looked petty. You looked bitter. You looked angry. You always come across as petty and bitter and angry. There, there you are, the House, uh, voting for a speaker, and you're reading a, a book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Blank. That's what's right there on the cover. You're reading it. You're, you're so above the room. It doesn't make you look cool. It makes you look like a jerk, like a disconnected jerk. So you've got that terrible appearance there. Then you've got this story about her divorce, right? She had gotten a, a, a divorce, and you think, oh, what did the guy do? Well, there are great stories about her. When I say great, I mean, like, my gosh, you wouldn't believe it. I don't think they're great. uh, dropping uh, a uh, pot of boiling potatoes on her former husband. That's literally from from the documents. And he's like, oh yeah, this all happened. He's not backing down at all. So now it's, it's, it's almost beyond the, he said, she said, some of it is so detailed that you're like, who, who, who makes that up? Like who actually would, would go out there and say, this is, this is, uh, this is not real. Oh, this sounds very, very real. Ridiculously real. But nothing compares to her being on um, uh, Bill Maher's show over the weekend, and Piers Morgan is there, and they're talking about Riley Gaines. And Riley Gaines, so we're clear, is doing incredible work. She has been incredibly honest, incredibly open. She is reaching out to people. She's connecting. And what are they doing on college campuses? Attacking her vilifying her, calling her names, and at San Francisco State University where this happened, where she got physically attacked, the school's like, good on the students. They're standing up for themselves. You send your kid to San Francisco State University at your own peril. Meanwhile, talking about it on Bill Maher's show. We talked about people, you know, becoming, using things to kind of get likes and get clicks. That's not what she's doing. I mean, I've I've got no truck for right against personally, but all I've seen her do is stand up for women's rights to fairness and equality. She she actually competed against Leah Thomas, and it was obviously unfair. Leah Thomas won one of the races in the NCAA championships by 50 seconds against a bunch of biological females who simply couldn't keep up. That cannot be right. It cannot be fair. That is something. That is absolutely positively correct. They cannot keep up.
It's not that Riley Gaines can't beat me in a swimming match. She can kick my ass. That's not the argument. That's not the point. The point is against a pro. She cannot win. And she, by the way, knows this. She is fully aware of this. But Katie Porter is indignant. It's not all about her and about her clicks and her likes. No, it's not all about her and her clicks and her likes. I trust, I think our sporting bodies should be dealing with. And by the way, Riley is speaking up for herself, and that is her prerogative, and I respect her free speech. I think she's speaking up for pretty much every female athlete in the world. I I mean, wasn't wasn't that the point of Title IX... Title IX in the early 70s was yeah. something that was a, it was a major event in feminism, that we finally have this law that says at colleges, right, and I think high schools too, but definitely colleges, women, women's sports have to be given equal to men's sports so that women aren't get you know, and this led to the WNBA and lots of other stuff. This seems to be the opposite of that. It seems to be so many instances, I think, where wokeness is the opposite of what I grew up as liberal. <laughs> Liberalism was let's give the women an equal shot. I mean, this is let, let's I mean, put a male in the in the swimming pool with the women. I don't get Nobody gets it. Now you you, you got to be able to take it to its its proper places and its proper steps and understand that so much of this is the next step in a control conversation, the next step in trying to break down society conversation. You know, you will have people who who will laugh and mock, oh, you're talking about communists, oh, you're talking about the Marxists, oh, Tony, oh, so-and-so. It's still factual. If you want to have uh, uh, your, your ability to control, you have to break down the things, the systems that prevent that control from happening. Why do you think we see this in schools so often? Why do you think we see administrators lying as they did in my beloved Indiana and just not every school district, but school districts across the state? Uh, they're lying to parents about what it is they're teaching, trying to hide it from them, keeping it on the down low, keeping it from being a discussion, changing names to hide it from parents because they don't want to discuss that they're talking critical race curriculum and other things. They don't want to discuss how they're letting kids change their pronouns and encouraging them uh, to do that. That is all about trying to cleave the parent from the child because the parent is in the way as an institution, the parenting institution, marriage institution, in the way of people being able to, who want to have a different society, being able to have more control over your kids in order to make that society happen. This is not anything new. This is standard operating procedure stuff. We have seen this again and again and again. And when we're seeing it now, people are having a hard time with with the connective tissue. They shouldn't have a hard time with the connective tissue. This is pretty easy stuff to see because we've seen enough of it that you shouldn't be somebody who says, yeah, but no, no, no. Are you going to believe your truthful eyes or are you going to believe their lying mouths? You've seen it. You understand what's happening. Now all you got to do is admit it. All you got to do is accept the fact that John Galt is right. All you got to do is admit the thing. Nothing more, nothing less. You just got to admit the thing. And the thing is, is that what we're seeing in this society is very much about the desire to destroy what this society has. It's about the breakdown of culture. And as you can break down the Western civilization and Western culture, it's easier to implement other ideas, 
anti-capitalist ideas uh, being amongst the very top of their food chain. And you could say to me, oh, Tony, and you could say to me, but Tony, you could say to me, are you sure, Tony? And the answer is, yeah. The point is you're sure too. I've been bringing this up a couple times today for a reason. You're not wrong to fight. You're really not. It's the only proper course. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. The Fox Dominion lawsuit got delayed. This was, I, I don't think it was going to start on a Sunday night, but Sunday when, is when things were going to start moving. And the next thing you know, it's like, all right, everyone just hold on just a second here. And now they decided that things will start on Tuesday. That, according to Delaware Superior Court Judge Eric Davis, making the decision to delay the jury selection process. And that came about Sunday night. So a lot of big activity for nothing that really changes the lawsuit. Dominion Voting Systems saying that Fox News defamed them because they said, ah, the voting machines didn't work here. You didn't work there. They're suing for $1.6 billion. And there are people concerned that if Dominion should win this, it's actually a very chilling conversation regarding free speech. You can argue that Fox got things wrong. I can argue that MSNBC got Russia, Russia, Russia wrong. I can argue that CNN got impeachment wrong. Both times, I can argue that CNN was despicable enough to still hire people who lied, proactively lied. Don't ask me to say Fox is in the wrong and these other people are great people. They're not. They're just not being sued. But if you say that Fox is guilty and and engage in defamation... Well, you've just opened up the entire Pandora's box. You've created a lot of opportunity for a lot of lawsuits. So this case is getting watched by a lot of people. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.